You're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. I love you, and I'm so glad that you're here because he is alive. So I want to continue this series that we've been in today by talking in a message that we're calling Between Two Trees. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. My name is Pastor Keith, and you're joining us for a podcast where we dig deeper into the most recent sermon series from the current sermon series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. Hey, what's going on, guys? Hello. Hey, man, I like your radio voice. It's my radio voice. Great radio voice. There's no stretch of the imagination. What I'm doing is a radio voice. (laughs) But it it goes away. But like in the beginning, it's like, hey, everybody, you're listening to Chew on that. Here's what we're (laughs) chewing on today. (laughs) Wild (laughs) 99.5. Only today's hits. All right. I don't, do we junk this at this point? Do we start over or we just no, roll with it? No, you're roll good. With you're it. Good. it was great. <laughs> All right. We are, uh, we are discussing. Well, here's the thing. We're discussing, uh, I suppose, uh, a sermon from the rise after the fall. Yeah. Yes. Um, week six ish. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it was a one-off. It, it was a it, one-off. It was, it was okay, a, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's just, I, I feel like there were elements that definitely spoke to the rise after the fall, but I don't feel like it was like in and of itself an entire message mm. on that. It really was a Resurrection Sunday, Easter Sunday message. Yeah. Um, different bumper, different yeah, series yeah, too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the killer bumper, bumper too, yeah, bud. It was sweet. Yeah, thanks, man. So, thanks. Yeah. yeah, I felt really good making it. Yeah. I felt really good. I liked it. Because Pastor did say, hey, no, we can run the same bumper, rise out the fall. I'm like, yeah, but we're doing so many other cool things. Like, it would just feel weird, like, if yeah. we just, if the bumper said, so I'll just, I'm just going to make something. I'm just, let me, <laughs> let me look at your notes. And he sent over the notes. I'm like, yeah, I got, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, you got this. I got this. You got this. But yes, it is, it is cataloged uh, and saved in the Rise After the Fall sermon series. So we, we, back up everything because like we're a multimedia church yeah and so we, we back up the recordings of both services and yeah it is tucked away in that folder and i did label it in parentheses resurrection sunday because i can see myself going in three years like oh yeah let's go back to rise at the falls pull this yeah. episode this is a good one and be like what is happening here yeah and so i definitely pre like future keith yeah this is this was easter sunday <laughs> Future Keith. Yep. I love leaving notes to my future self because yeah. inevitably I will need it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad I had the foresight to do that because yep, yeah. I know myself. What can I say? So what so what's what's new? Uh, I need to be better at leaving things for my future self because I have definitely not done that. <laughs> I've definitely gone like, where is this? And I'm like, past self, where is it? Past <laughs> self's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you would remember. And it's like, I don't. <laughs> I'm getting older. <laughs> so I was thinking about this. This is in the news, but if you're like not uh, paying attention to anything that we're doing on this show, then this has no relevance to this. Is, so I say news with, with like, with air fingers, news? like finger quotes. Like, yeah. Like what this is in the news. Uh, we are, so we've been doing this podcast for 200 episodes, 200. Is this 201 or 202? 20, it's 20 something mm. long yeah. time. It's been a long time. So at, one? as I say, we've been doing this, we as a three pack have only been doing this for four and a half months, Yeah, five months. Uh, yeah. But the 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 podcast itself, the Chew on That podcast, started what that would be almost four years ago. Yes, right. Um, w- when it was started, uh, uh, Pastor Scott was the host, and I, I like to think that I, I I reach into my inner Pastor Scott in the intro when I say, I think "Hey, welcome do. to Chew on That." Yeah, I, I really I, I try to do that. Um, but what, we're we've been in this like podcast studio. <clears throat> 
downstairs in church uh, for the duration of the entire podcast. In fact, all of our podcasts are are recorded in this studio. Yeah. Um, we 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 took a picture about six weeks ago of yeah, the studio. That's true. Um, we and we because we have uh, statistics on our social media. We saw that like a, almost two thousand people saw the picture. Yeah. Um, so we're going to record a video right now, and this is going to be a, a segue. We're going to turn our face, and a video should be recording What's right up? now. We're gonna we're gonna wave <laughs> Sydney Sydney uh she's she's on the marketing team is, is yeah, holding the camera awesome. you can wave Hi, the friend. camera you can wave in your- <laughs> oh, there you go Wait, did, you, did you want her hand in front of the camera yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. so what we're doing in in the news right now is uh we are this stu- so it's a it's it's a tighter studio this was yeah, never designed not a ton of room it was never designed to be like old lamps yeah rickety tape squeaky chairs. There, there's two tables bucked together yep. to make like our, our table. Yeah. Um, the host, which is in this spot, uh, here's the podcasting board. Yep. So like it's, it's all one off. Like when I say we press record and then we talk and then when we're done, we, we, we press the red button mm-hmm. and then we send the file off to get put yep. on, on podcast things. Yep. Um, what we are doing though, is we're going to leave this studio and over the course of the next month, we are going upstairs yep. to a studio to make this a video podcast. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if like, that's going to be more attractive to watch. Uh, <laughs> is that better? I said, I was but like, you're going to have an I opportunity to watch it. Like, you yeah. know, comfy. <laughs> then I will wear jeans, I suppose. Yeah. Anyway. So six weeks ago, we took this picture and, and I'm wearing this exact same outfit. And every Tuesday, because I didn't know if Megan was going to take another picture, <laughs> I've just been wearing the same, to have like an inside- Newsflash, I did not take another picture. To have but. like an inside joke with myself. So like everyone else is like aging and hair is changing and people, but I've remained consistent in this chair. Uh, so I, I don't know, with a video podcast, maybe I'll keep wearing the same thing. Maybe I won't, but yeah. uh, oh, totally. I, I, I do in my life a lot of little subtle things like that, like mm-hmm. that nobody notices, but they're inside jokes with myself. So upstairs, we are a multimedia church. If you are listening to this podcast, you probably are aware that we make a lot of videos. We make a lot of podcasts. We, we, we do a lot of stuff to uh, attract the 920 and beyond. Yeah. Um, as, as the, uh, oh, Sydney, you could probably stop. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, uh, we, we've been this way for years. So we, yeah. um, we always try and think of new ways to attract uh, new people that don't know Jesus. Yeah. Into getting bits, uh, little, little bits of the Bible right. into how they consume their media because we want to infect as much media as we can with mm-hmm. the life-giving message of Jesus. Yeah. So we are going <clears throat> upstairs. Uh, there, was a, there was a show that we did f- during pandemic primarily and a little bit before and a little bit after called Cheery Conversation. Yep. That show, uh, I, what do you say, didn't get renewed? Yeah, I guess so. I yeah. guess, yeah. So we had a we had a set built upstairs in mm-hmm. in our in our main video studio, Studio A. And I, if if you watched your conversation, didn't realize that it was a set that was built in the studio. It totally was. Yeah. Um, I also think that that's cool little information because it started in the Hennessy kitchen. Yes. And that was just yeah. me and Dallas were filming that, and that was a, like a logistical nightmare. Oh, 100%. To, to bring four cameras to bring audio then and to like make it sound and look even presentable in a kitchen because the kitchen's super echoey so it was a logistical nightmare to do that well yeah and, and then we were we'd we would use lights and we'd want the natural sun to also kind of be the backdrop right. but there'd be moments like we're just like our we're just grabbing our faces because all of a sudden a cloud would cover and then it and then the sun would be even brighter and i'm like so if, if you're listening and you are interested <laughs> in having a future in video or or media, just know. 
sometimes clouds go by. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so we did that for, about, for almost about a year. A and, year then, yeah. and then we finally said like, yeah, me and Dallas are like, can this. we just build a studio in our current studio yeah. to do this show? And we'll just replicate your kitchen. Yeah. And so when the week turned over and we started in the studio, I don't think many people, if any, realized that we had moved it into a studio. Well, anyway, all that said is the show, uh, the show ultimately fizzled away uh, as things do. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've had this, I never tore down the studio. So we have the Hennessy kitchen still upstairs and one wall of our studio. We're going to tear that down. We're tearing it down. And we're going to, we're going to make a podcast studio. So yep. uh, the whole podcast, Father Seekers, yeah. uh, chew on that. Uh, the rise after the fall. So they can be visual podcasts as well as what you're listening to. Do we get they, new microphones or do we have to use these microphones? No, these are probably going to stay the oh, same. Okay. Okay. I was just What's wondering. wrong with these microphones? They're, they're, I don't know. They're, <laughs> they're what you call dialed in. Yes. <laughs> so that, anyway. I, I would say in the next month or so, uh, the construction is, and there's not much construction. So essentially breaking down what we already have up yeah. there paint. and painting. Yeah. Um, and then, We'll, we'll, and we'll let you guys know when that happens that, hey, this is also a video podcast you can watch. Again, I don't know, I don't know if that's going to be better, but- We're going to find out. I can, I can tell you there's times <laughs> where like, where Dallas will like look his face and be like, yeah. and, the, and you all don't see what he's saying, but it makes sense to us because yeah. we're in the room. So that's where we're going with that. Very um, cool. Resurrection Sunday, message. It was great. Yeah. It was really, really good. It was good. amazing. Yeah. The title of it was, Megan, Go. Between two trees. Between two trees. Great. Mm-hmm. Concept. Dallas, go. Uh, it was talking about the the tree uh, during creation and the tree during crucifixion and the similarity between the two. Really great illustration. Really great concept. Uh, I think it was a great message. You know, because you get for Easter, you get people coming in. All right, I'm here. I'm checking in. And I think it was a good message for them to, no pun intended, to chew on and go, wow, I've never heard it like that and that correlation right th- like that. And so I think that was really, really great for people to hear. It was great for me to watch and 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 listen to. And yeah, I got a lot out of it. Yeah, I, the idea, the concept the pastor sent over when he sent over his sermon notes for uh, us and media to get it all organized and set up was he goes, hey, it uh, humanity's fall started with a tree and it had to be as such that it would be redeemed mm-hmm. Through a tree in the cross, yes. yeah. and so that beautiful. that alone was like, dude, yeah, come on, yeah, and and yeah, it was a it was a excellent sermon. I never I never once thought of why Christ came at that moment in time, yes, based on the the capital punishment that yeah. was yeah. crucifixion primary at that time. So yeah. yeah, it was it was a lot of oh, dude, mm-hmm. Sunday when I was because I I got the notes and I didn't yeah you know, I looked at the notes I'm like. I, I see the concept of the, like, I know the concept, like he told me the concept. I just don't know how he's going to get there from these notes. Right. And in the beginning of the sermon, he talks about a tree a lot and he talks about what trees do. Yep. And I'm still like, I don't, I don't where know. Like I know where the finish line is. I just, I just don't know how he's going to get yeah. there. Mm-hmm. So it was a, it was a great sermon. If you didn't, if you didn't see the sermon, didn't hear the sermon, uh, go to our sermon series podcast. You can listen to the whole thing. It's, it's a really good one. It's one that's going to, I've, I've heard Sean preach and been a part of this church for seven years. And that this is going to be one of them that is going to stick, you know, that I will remember seven years from now. So, uh, what do you, we want to jump in the show? Yeah, let's let's do do it. They serve a significant purpose. I want to talk about two of them today. I want to talk to you about the tree in the creation story 
and the tree in the crucifixion story. First, the tree in the creation story. If you've been in church for very long, you've heard the story of the temptation and the fall of man. God had given man access to everything in his creation except for one thing, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which of course was the very thing that Satan used as a source of temptation and as a way to cast doubt and to create fear in the minds of Eve and Adam. God told Adam, he said, he said, you're free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you mustn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. So the enemy comes along and he twists the word. He defies the word of God by saying, you certainly will not die. For God knows on the day that you eat from it, your eyes, they will be opened and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. And, and that tree, it becomes the entry point for sin, the foundation for the fall. The enemy, he creates doubt and he casts fear. Uh, that's all he had to do, <laughs> doubt and fear. And mm -hmm. those two things together, it's like the perfect storm. It's like a, a hurricane going over the Gulf and soaking in all of the, the humidity and the moisture and the hot air. Like that's doubt and fear. They just go together. They're, they're dangerous. And Satan is especially dangerous because he tends to give us a half truth. Yeah. And so you believe yeah. half the thing that he's saying, hmm, because it's true and you, you know that it's true. And so mm -hmm. if that part is true, then then Y must be true. If X is true, then Y is true. Or if Y is true, then X is true. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and, and that's what makes him so especially crafty and mm -hmm. so dangerous and, and slithering. Uh, and I, I think that kind of brings us back to the question of like, well, okay, well, I know what fear is. I get that. But what is doubt? Like, what are we really doubting? Um, who are you really questioning? Are you questioning God? Mm -hmm. You questioning yourself. And um, it, when you are strong in your faith and you're strong in what you believe, uh, those doubts tend to go away because you're more firm. Yeah. And I, I it's interesting because you read that story and it, and it says, if you eat from the, you know, from the tree of, of, uh, of knowledge, you will die. And you, and you go, well, no, 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 you, you won't die. And even the, the devil goes, you're not going to die. But I think the reality is, is, uh, God was talking about spiritual. Yeah. Your yeah. purity. And, and, yeah. and Satan was talking about physical and the, the you know, one of the end, the thing that the enemy has been really good at is trying to convince us that our physical self is more important than our oh, spiritual oh, self. Amen, oh, wow. Dallas. Because he's like, he's saying, no, it's fine because it, you're not going to physically die. That's yeah. more important. And, and God's saying, no, 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 no. Like to have this knowledge, to have this, you know, to, to have this purity broken when, you know, you were, you're, you're, you're disconnecting yourself from me. And that's more important than your physical body. And I think that's that aha moment that if we were on video right now, you saw me go, oh yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. he's saying. And there. you saw all of us go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense when you're listening to yeah. it though. <laughs> because it's that's the truth though, is we've been right. convinced that our physical is more important than our spiritual. And that's why people go, well, you can't make me change this and change that. And it's like, no, no, I don't want you to focus on the outward. I want you to focus on the inward. Mm -hmm. The inward is more important. And, and that's what God was trying to establish. And the enemy convinced us. And for some is still convincing us every single day. Yeah. The, I love, I, I, I love that. That was, 
that was killer. Fire. Um, <laughs> so, so the, that, how that verse is, and that, that was in the, it was in the, the bumper on Sunday, if you were in house and saw the, the bumper for the message, yeah. um, the, the, the enemy didn't actually like, well, he didn't like lie, lie in that, which is the other crafty part of it where he's a, he's a deceiving being yeah. mm-hmm. the enemy, right? The devil yeah. is. He's a twister of words. He goes, no, 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 you're not going to die. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. you're going to be actually like God. Yeah. Like God. Yes. And, and so, and so we're, uh, the devil made it sound like, and, and God doesn't want you like him because he's God. Oh, but yeah. the reality of it is you would be like God because you're going to see yes. evil. You're yeah. going to see pain. You're going mm-hmm. to see, and God didn't want that for us. Yep. Yeah. He wanted, he was protecting us. He said, yeah. just don't eat that. Cause if you eat that, you're going to see everything that's terrible about this world. You're going to be and, like me. And I don't yeah. want, yeah. I don't want you to be like me, yeah. not because of a superiority thing, but because it is painful being me. Yes. It is painful mm-hmm. watching my children kill each other. Yeah. And you don't want to see that. Trust yeah. me, trust yeah. me, children. You don't yeah. want that. And the enemy's like, well, it's it's a it's more of a big man on the mountain sort of mm-hmm. thing. He yeah. doesn't want you like him. Yeah. And all of it, and the, the the fact of the matter is what the enemy said was true. Yeah. Mm. You know? Yes. You 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 won't die. Mm-hmm. You're just actually gonna see it through a different lens. Yeah. And and I'm telling you that that lens is good. Mm-hmm. But God's like, no, the lens is terrible. But yeah. I, I have a 12 year old daughter and, uh, I, 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 she's, I, she makes me very happy about a lot of things, but one thing she makes me really happy about is we've kind of made a rule about movie ratings. Uh, rated R is just not allowed. PG 13 is by case only. And so she has to bring her appeal on a movie. Um, she knows to go on to the court in session. Um, she knows that she needs to, um, come to me and tell me, you know, say, Hey, I want to watch this movie. Can I? And you know, I looked at IMDb, but can you look at IMDb? But, but when this whole thing was established, she was like, why can't I watch this? And Mm -hmm. she's even said, my friends have watched blank, blank, blank. Why can't I? And I'm like, I'm sorry that your friends have, but the, here's the reality there are certain instances and things that will happen in certain movies that you are just not prepared to understand. Sure. And it'll actually put you in a place of trauma. And so therefore I want to protect you from what you see and hear until you are developed enough to mm-hmm. understand and handle that. Yeah. You know, it's not me saying no, just because I said so it's saying, no, you won't understand this. And it'll actually, it will, it will kind of mess with your brain. And God was trying to do that going, I don't want you to see this. I want to protect you from this. And I want you. So, Hey, and here's the thing too. It's not like in, in Eden, it's like, okay, there's only two trees. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I'm really getting sick of bananas. Like, you know, he said, you can have whatever you want yes. everywhere yeah. except for one place. And people are like, well, okay. Why did God do that? Well, that's, you have to understand how great love is. Love is a choice. It's not forced upon. There you go. So even though he's like, I want to have a great, healthy relationship with you. Um, but at the same time, I, I also have to give you a reason to walk away from me. Otherwise it's not perfect and it's not real love. Part of me wonders like how much time passed from, okay, well, here was an interesting thing I noticed too, as I'm reading and preparing uh, this morning for this podcast. Uh God gave the command not to eat from the tree before he created Eve. And so Eve was hearing that information not to eat from the tree secondhand. It was Adam saying, oh, "Oh, Eve, we can't eat from that tree. 
Bear, stop. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and so I wonder how much time then passed between Eve hearing or, you know, how many times did they walk by that tree and Adam saying, no, no. God said, no, no, yes. Eve, you can't do that. Oh, and, wow. Right? So how much like time passed? How long and, did they think about it? And so here's a side concept. And this might, this might be like a whole entirely other podcast that we mm-hmm. could venture down this seriously big rabbit hole. Yeah. But so the woman was then deemed as the fail yeah. in that. And, but here's the thing, like in, in that relationship, and, and even in, 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 in today's relationship where the man should lead the household spiritually yeah. is Adam as much of a fail because he couldn't lead spiritually in that moment yeah. mm-hmm. as Eve was for taking the fruit. Right. Like, you was know? he not explaining it and, right. you know, exactly. Was it do as I say, not as I do sort yeah. of concept or yeah. was it the spiritual wrap, the spiritual whole circular right. wraparound of, no, we listen to God yeah. And, yeah. and follow me, trust me for this household. Well, I mean, think about, I mean, you have two kids. I have three kids. You, you know, you will have another kid soon. When, if you tell, if you, I, well, I'm not claiming that. Megan's got the one. <laughs> but how crazy would that be? Like in like Creepy. a week, you're like, what is happening? I'm no. the baby whisperer. Anyways, um, you tell one, and I've heard it. I've heard it like, you know, like if the kids are upstairs or down in the basement and like one person says, hey, mom can't do that. The other kid will go, mom, did you say we can't do that? Yeah. And so I wonder if Adam was like, hey, God said we can't trust that, you know, eat that from that tree. And she's like, I mean, really? Like, did he say that though? Like, or you sure it wasn't that tree? Like I've seen you, man. Sometimes you get my animals mixed up. Are you sure? You know, you, you don't know what happened in that yeah. for that to happen. But man, what a great concept. Cause I, you forget that that was told to Adam first. And it's like, yeah. oh man. So yeah. yeah. So good. A fall is seldom sudden. It's almost always progressive. And so Adam and Eve, they experienced disconnection and distance. Failure almost always results in disconnection and distance. And the progression of the consequences were actually a four-stage process. Adam and Eve experienced four stages of exile. Spiritual, relational, emotional, and physical. Now in the spiritual exile, Adam and Eve's disobedience led them to become distant and disconnected from God. And when they became distant and disconnected from God, they hid in their nakedness. They hid in their shame. Secondly, in the relational exile, Adam and Eve became distant and disconnected from each other. And while they were disconnected from each other, they, they began to blame each other when they were addressed by God. When they were addressed by God, they immediately began shifting responsibility and pointing fingers. And humanity has struggled with unhealthy and dysfunctional relationships ever since. Divorce, sibling rivalry, abuse, racism, discrimination, even genocide, all of those things have their roots in the relational exile that resulted from the fall. Distance and discon- uh, distance and disconnection. I mean, that is still happening. And, and, and I think uh, us as, as, you know, people who work at a church, we get to see that a lot. Yeah. We get to see growth and change and transformation. And then all of a sudden we, we, we see distance and disconnection. And, and sometimes we go, where did so-and-so go? What happened? So, you know, and it's because we've, 
it's still in us. That, mm. uh, that mindset and that bi- ability, even though the scripture says that God's given us grace and that we have self, you know, all these things, the enemy has been really good at going like, not this one though. You, you better, you better distance yourself. You better disconnect yourself. You better, you better, uh, you better, you know, get away. And it's, it's, it's shame. It's the worst. Now I get co- conviction is really good because again, it, we need that for, for growth, but we, we shouldn't be walking in shame. Shame will make things bigger and grander. And, and we think we're the only one who did it. And we're the only one who messed up and no one has committed this sin. I invented this sin. You know, I am the inventor and, you know, the contributor of this sin. And, and I just, I hate that that's in us. And I, I know, and I, and I want to be clear. I can be that way too. And I have to fight it. I have to fight it as a pastor. I have to fight it as a father, as a husband, as a leader to go. Even when you mess up, don't be distant and disconnected. Go to people who can lift you up and help you. I mean, I was just talking to our Catalyst kids about this. Like you need to surround yourself with good friends who will tell you what you want to hear not, and not what you like to hear. Because when you want to get distance, those, those friends, oh, I lost my mic for a second. Those <laughs> friends will not allow that. Yeah. They'll come to your door and say, uh, uh-uh, don't you do this. And so I just, I was just thinking about that. And I go, man, it's just, it happened thousands and thousands of years ago and it's still happening today. Yeah. So Sean's talking about, Pastor Sean's talking about two exiles, spiritual and relationship, relationship. And so spiritual, that's the distance and disconnection from God. And I, remember living more apart from God and what that sin felt like. And it's mm-hmm. like that that lonely sort of distrusting yeah. <laughs> season of your life, right? Where you're like, God can't want me. I'm I'm unwantable. I'm wow. I, and we start to like isolate uh ourselves more and more. And like Pastor Sean said, sin and failure always result in disconnection and distance. And yeah. so when you're living in that, it's almost like you're getting farther and farther away, not closer and closer, right? Yeah. Uh, sin will always put us up and, and create more distance. And then relational, that's from each other. So that's when Adam and Eve start to uh, butt heads a little bit and they're growing farther and farther apart uh, because sin is that wedge that like gets drived in in between us. And so, yeah, yeah that's super interesting that these were the exiles. And it really, it all is kind of centered around relationship. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, the the first two exiles the do do they go away? Like do are are they ever going to go away? Or is the only time they go away when revelation happens and when we I think go to in heaven? Eternity. Yeah. Yeah. So Christ comes down when he was very specifically sent um mm-hmm. because it, what the fall of humanity had to it started with a tree and it had to be redeemed by a tree. Yeah. But yet we still have these disconnects. Mm-hmm. Where, where, where's their hope? What, what hope do we have then as, as a, as a person who's listening that might be new to Jesus or not, no Jesus at all. Mm-hmm. If, if all that happened and 2000 years later, we still, we still see these things in, in, in spades mm. in all of the world. What, where's, where's our hope? That's, and that's what great about Jesus is that like we see with Adam and Eve, when sin came, it it drove them away. And because God is a perfect God, he had to allow it. He had to separate, because sin has separated us from God. Jesus has brought us back. And that's what I was saying is I, I hate that 
that is naturally in us and it shouldn't be. You know, if anything, yeah. as believers, when sin happens, when we, you know, don't go to shame, go to, go to Jesus. You know, if I was going to get Pentecostal, don't go to shame, go to the savior, you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but that's the reality is, is now we have a, we have a new route to do with sin, you know, because we have to remember our sin has been redeemed. It's been forgiven. It's been, we've been washed clean. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to continually tell ourselves that because naturally we will go to shame because that's how it happened in the beginning. When sin was birthed, it birthed with shame, exile, dis- disconnect, distance. So naturally we our bodies want to do that and we have to fight those natural inclinations. Just like we need to fight temptation, we also need to fight shame. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we were created for something that we're not living in. And so when we're talking about the disconnect and the, and whatever, feeling that isolation, it's because we are not living like we were created yes. for. We were created perfectly. It's not like God reinvented Adam and Eve as they walked out of the garden. They walked out still created for that perfection. And so yeah. we we mm. expect that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're totally right, uh, Keith, when we, when we don't experience that and when we're living, as pastor said, in between two trees, right? Yes. I think we are living in between two gardens. And so the, the original garden and the garden that we're getting to, and it's this in-between that is like, it is kind of exhausting. Yeah. That is the mm-hmm. truth. Yeah. And if it were, were not for Jesus, there's not a ton of hope there. I mean, yeah. not to, that's not to say that uh, people before Jesus didn't have any hope, but but Jesus has really come to redeem us as Gentiles uh, and given us that that hope in that future. I don't know if there is hope without Jesus. Oh, hundred percent. I, I agree with you. I I've lived a I've lived large sections of my life without Jesus, and that feeling of despair and. Mm-hmm. Uh, always being chased by something, yeah. but always yeah. running towards something, but never getting there. Mm-hmm. That endless battle and fight. I, I, there's no end in sight there. Yeah. There's, there is no hope mm-hmm. without, without Christ. If, if a person's without, without hope, they are without Christ. Mm-hmm. And if they're, if a person, you know, if, if, if they're living that life there, yeah, there's nothing bright I can say mm-hmm. about what we're doing here. Mm-hmm. What, what is, what what is the meaning of life then? Yeah. I don't I, without, make money without Christ. I don't know. Big house, yeah. like yeah. What what is the purpose? The world is the the life is just this like gigantic trust fall into Christ mm-hmm. over and over and over. When I think I've fallen, and I trust Him completely, He reminds me that I don't trust Him completely. Yes, I trust Him with some, but I don't trust Him with all. Yeah. So it's over and over again this this repetition that that you never perfect. Mm-hmm. You just. I I have given my life to Christ and even 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 now. Yeah. I there are there are moments in my everyday life where I want to take control of it. Yeah. Where I think, no, no, I got this. Mm-hmm. I got this, God. Where I put too much burden on myself, where I'm exhausted, where I I work myself to to depression yeah. almost. And it's just God saying, I'm giving you en- I'm giving you enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah. Whenever you're done with whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. I'm in the corner. Yeah. Just tag me in. Yeah. And it's over and over everything in my life. And then when I, because, uh, because I'm, I'm human, I, I, I forget quickly. Oh, I, I over and over. I forget yeah. quickly. Like, I, Oh God did this for me. No, no, I got it now. I got it. I, and God's like, yeah. what are you doing? I, I, I already took this. All right. 
I hate it. I hate it. And I, I mean, that's why the start that off this conversation, I, I just hate that we naturally do that. Like, yeah. I mean, we have scriptures and we have testimonies and we have our own testimonies of what God has delivered us from and helped us from and, and changed us from. And even in that, you know, we'll, we'll let shame win. And I'm just here to say, I, I don't let it win. Even some of you guys might be listening to this podcast and you, you're listening to it like right after you sinned. And you want to go to distance and shame and all these things. Don't do it. Go to God. Be honest. Be repentant. Go and just go to him. Don't go to distance. Don't go to shame. Don't go to, to beating yourself up and, and giving yourself a guilt trip. It's not worth it. God has done everything possible for us to continue to connect with him. And so don't, don't miss that because of shame. Satan is a master distractor. Yes. And when we're living in that that feeling of shame, you want to push it away as fast as you can because none of us want to feel ashamed. I mean, that's yes. just like a the most embarrassing feeling, right? Yes. And so even uh, sin will always kind of cause us shame, even if we will never admit it. And so we supplicate that mm-hmm. by allowing ourselves to be consumed by distraction. And so if that's you and you feel like I I am always, as Keith said, running to the next thing and, and you can't stop because if you stop, you feel like you would crumble. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's, those are the moments where you, you do need to pause. You need to reflect and ask God, like, why, what's in my life that's causing me to keep running? Number three, the emotional exile, in that Adam and Eve became distant and disconnected from their true selves, from their God-given identities. They went from being born worshipers to being burdened workers. And humanity has struggled with their identity to this day as a result of that fall. Fourthly, in the physical exile, Adam and Eve were distanced and disconnected from Eden. Its entrance and its location were hidden and sealed. And so humanity became distant and disconnected from the creation that they were supposed to rule over and steward. And as a result of that, we've been looking for our purpose and a sense of home ever since. How how are we going to do this when it's a video? (laughs) 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 We just sit here and point at each other like, you're going, you're going. You do it. Come on, Pastor Keith. Yeah. Uh, these are their their four pack, yeah, right. So the 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 two that he's talking about here, the physical um, exile, primarily, mm-hmm. um, Eden in my imagination was pretty nice, uh, not humid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those those days in, in Green Bay. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, the eighty degrees, subtle breeze, zero mm-hmm. percent humidity, clouds just covering the sun. Yeah, you know, um, Green Bay again. It's such a swing in mm-hmm. in our weather, but I think it's a lot like that. Yeah, and the bananas are perfectly ripe, like you said. Even mm-hmm. if there were two trees, I love bananas. Yeah, and they're perfectly ripe. I like them when they're still a little green. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, so they're like yes. a little like hard to bite into. Oh, it's the best banana. It yeah, the best. Strawberries are they're not sweet, but they're not sour. Ah, uh. mm-hmm. And so there's this there's this array of everything, right? Yeah. And then because of that sin, we are, uh, we're exiled. Yes. Exiled. And then now we, and the, the earth by no stretch of the imagination is disgusting or ugly, mm-hmm. but Eden was so much better. Yeah. And the, the location was hidden for us. Mm-hmm. 
dude, here's the thing I was thinking of. Is Eden heaven? I think Eden's got to be a... I, ooh, man, you just got deep for a second. Um, I like this I think, question. I, to me, I feel like we are going to see Eden again yeah. when, when, when the rain happens. Yeah. Heaven on earth, mm-hmm. we've seen scriptures, I feel like it's going to be Eden. I mean, think about it. Let's go back to temperature. They were naked. Yeah. Yeah. That's talk about perfect temperature. Yeah. Not too hot, not too cold. Mm-hmm. To, I mean, the temperature enough for you like, I don't have to wear anything. I'm great. Right. Well, I mean, well, they didn't wear anything they up till then. They right? didn't wear anything. And when yeah. they ended up putting on clothes, it was leaves. So I, I mean, really, how much? How, well, how God much? fashioned them garments of yeah. skin. Because he's and, like, I'm going to kick yeah. you yeah, out of here. I'm kicking you out, and it's cold, and it's uh, it's harsh out there. Yeah. So you need you need some some fur on you to survive. I think that's interesting. I feel like we will see the garden of Eden again. And I do think it's the thousand years. Um, And then after that, we get to go to the, Oh, so different spots, the cube. (laughs) (laughs) How it's described, right? It's a, it's literally like a cubicle heaven. It's the new Jerusalem. Yeah. Anyway, the the thing is, how how big is the cube? Oh gosh, there's measurements in the book of Revelation. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know it off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that it can fit like a couple billion, billions of people mm-hmm. comfortably. Mm-hmm. Like it's huge. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, read, so more than 144,000. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that was a dig on a religion. I apologize. She shouldn't have done that. I apologize. So. <laughs> <laughs> or, or a lot of space for 144,000. Yeah, yeah, it could be that. Like you got some space. You got, you got mansions on mansions. I don't know. I don't know. But I think the the concept of the garden to me is just so beautiful. And yes. you said it, Keith, we're exiled. And hmm, we're still living in exile. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. we realize that? Or yeah. do sometimes we think like, no, we can fix this place. We can make yeah. this place better. We don't have to, we don't have to live like that. Right. Well, and I love, I love how you played on that. If this is what we got, then fine, God, we don't need you. We're just going to make this place as good yep. as we can. Yeah. And that's, isn't, isn't much of humanity in that yes. mindset. Like, yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, as I say that, I, I don't mean like just throw your garbage in wherever you want. You know, no, let's yeah. let's do some stuff for our, our ecosystem that mm-hmm. yeah. is good because, I mean, this is this is the house we got right now, yeah. you know. Uh, but, yeah, it's, heaven's, heaven's different. Yeah. And yeah. the exile, I think that some people, I think a lot of people can be like, well, is there a heaven or isn't there a heaven, mm-hmm. you know? And- yeah, as they describe Eden, but then again, too, as, as we describe Eden, and and which makes me think, is that heaven? Mm-hmm. I, for me, I don't think it. I don't think it would be my heaven because I I'm not an outdoors cat. <laughs> like, like I'm not a barn cat. Like I don't know. You did say the beach last like, time we were talking about like, heaven. But but, but, <laughs> but I'm like uh, that is a fully uh, fully renovated. Like it's a dock. It's got yeah, shops. Okay, okay. It's got like I music see. going on. <laughs> yeah. Like as a, a child, I skateboarded on it. Like yeah. like it is. It's not like yeah. you know. I'm I'm trapping bear to eat. <laughs> All right. They got taffy. If you ever had saltwater taffy on the bed, yeah. like there's a lot of good mm-hmm. stuff on the totally different area. But yeah, if you haven't listened to that episode, I don't remember what episode that oh, was, that was where, we, where we delved deep into what we thought like two months ago, yeah. where yeah. we thought heaven was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, Eden itself, as it's described, it's very naturesque and that's beautiful, but I, I don't know if that's heaven for me. But it's nature and it's perfection. I yeah. mean, think about what your, is it then? Like, what think is about it your attraction to something in its perfection. A perfect mm-hmm. circle, mm-hmm. a perfect this. You're like, look at that. I think, I think, I, 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 I know what you're saying because I'm not an outdoorsy person either. 
but I, I don't know. Something in the perfect temperature, perfect yeah. look, per- perfect this. I think you'd make it go, oh, I could get used to this. Have you all, have yeah. you all ever saw a sunset in the desert? No. Yes. Across, across, across like light mountains. Uh-huh. That's as about as beautiful as it gets, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, there, there's a, there's a shade of pink that you can't replicate on, on, in Photoshop. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think it's a lot like that with yeah. that beauty, but I mean, wh- wh- so the talking points, what was the third one? Uh, it was emotional exile. So that is distance yes. from our God-given identities, born worshipers, yep. mm-hmm. burdened workers. Which is interesting because it's, we've gone from, it's interesting that we were born worshipers, burden workers, but now we're at this place in society where it's easy to work and it's hard to worship. I mean, talk about yeah. that need. Yeah. I mean, you, you, people, it's hard. It's uncomfortable. It's weird. I don't know if I want to do this, but it's easy to go, hey, I'm going to show you this, this, and it's like, all right, I can do that. But, it, you know, you can give someone the steps on a job and they're like, done. You know, but you're like, here's the ah, steps of worship. We've, and we've like, fallen uh-uh. in love with the curse oh! and, and yeah. pulled away yeah. from what we were created to do. And yes. guys, that's right. just Satan. He's always going to flip it on its head. And so you would yes. rather work 80 hours a week and bury your head because you feel numb and you can't feel the pain mm-hmm. and, and all those things that are climbing up in you because we have been exiled. And so that God-given identity, has it's been smashed and broken because Satan's trying to destroy it in you. <laughs> but you were created for worship. I've said that before and I will keep saying it. Oh my gosh. I mean, let's think about like, I think you're given, you're where you say Satan's doing a lot of that. I think humanity's doing a fair, and yeah, their oh, fair share too. Satan gets to sit back a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. Our natural given, like what we are natural, we are yeah. naturally sinful, sinful yes. creatures. Yeah. So, I mean, don't listen to this, this too. Don't listen to this and think like, wow, you see what the devil did? Well, th- you have a lot of Yes. Yes. here too, man. Yeah. You know, like there's, I mean, yeah, he's playing a factor, but yeah, don't, don't make it so he can just sit back and just watch you dissolve yourself. Yes. You know? So yeah, the, the emotional, um, we, yeah, we're, we're living in a, in a day and age. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that this day and age is any different than a hundred years ago day and age. I think that Mm -hmm. as our, as our priorities have, they aren't aligned with God, uh, we try to fill it with other things. We try mm-hmm. and fill it with money. We try and fill it with success. We try and fill it with family. Mm-hmm. Um, we try and fill it with spoils, uh, food, drugs, yeah. uh, all sorts of things. Um, but irregardless, if you don't fill it with those things, mm-hmm. if you're not filling it with God, you're still finding emptiness. Yeah. yeah. Humanity has always searched for its next conquer yeah. because they, they, they cease to not want Mm-hmm. to find God in the con- con- conquest. Well, it goes back to the, this, the, that mindset I had that I really feel like God put on my heart that we have, we have made the physical more important than the spiritual. Yeah. I mean, think about it. The yeah. work, the work yeah, is a sure. physical worship is a spiritual thing. For sure. Mm. And so it's like, I think we have to flip the importance and in not saying that physical is not important. We obviously work family. Those things are important. Mm-hmm. But if, if, spiritual is the top. Imagine yeah. how much better of a worker, a husband, 100%. A, you know, a wife, a father, mother, you know, coworker, neighbor, you would be if you switched the importance. Right. If you, if, if God isn't at the center of your marriage, I give you a 50, 50% chance. Mm-hmm. And I give you that because the United States statistics say divorce rates 50%. Yeah. You know, if God is at the center of your marriage, 100%, it is without, it is impossible to fail. Yeah. If God is truly at the center. Mm-hmm. Now there are some God, God fearing people, God loving people 
that get divorced, but mm-hmm. 100% success rate if God is the focal center point yeah. of that mm. of that pairing of that circle yeah. of that of that yeah which requires both both parties right, right. Yeah. you both need to be constantly putting uh, God at the center of every decision of every act right mm-hmm. I mean marriage is so holy and I love that we're in we're all the way back in Genesis and just being able to read again like woman half of man right? Mm-hmm. Side. And side. Yeah. His whole side. Yeah. yeah. Just a beautiful picture yeah. of what marriage really is. And so we are meant to be, I mean, man, what yep. we're meant for. And we can is, speak passionately yeah. about the idea of Christ inside of marriage. And now Megan, I mean, her eyes are lighting up as she's yeah. talking about it. like it's, there's a different talk, but what if we had that same talk about other things in our life? Correct. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, if Christ was, if Christ was in the person I am at Work. Yes. Mm. All yes. the pe- all the people I could, the atmosphere I could change. Mm-hmm. Just the wow, how much life could be spoken into. Wow. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. yeah. If Christ could be at the center of how I raise my kids. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah. How they could see what I see through through God. Yeah. The love they f- the love I feel for them. If I could if I could only just say God loves you a, a trillion times more. Yeah. Like yeah. gosh. Yeah. And let's, let's, I want to go back to the workplace real quick too. Yeah. Christ is the center of the workplace. I've heard so many testimonies. We we have friends, we have people who that was their decision. I'm going to make Jesus the center of it all. And they are not like bottom the totem pole people. Like the, and not saying that they didn't start there. They did start there, but because they made Jesus the center of it, it changes their attitude. It changes their, their appearance, their attendance, their, you know, their, um, um, what time they get there and everything. And to the point where you see promotion after promotion and they'll yeah. say things. Hey, you're just great to be around. You're a great leader. You're always positive. It's these things that they just are coming out of them because they make Jesus the center of it. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, yeah, they just keep, they just keep promoting me and promoting me. Mm -hmm. And, and that happens over and over again because they made a decision of that. And the, and, and it's funny because a workplace needs that. Yeah. They need people who are like, man, I just like your positivity. I like your go-gettingness. I love your work ethic. I love, you know, yeah. your leadership, you know, and that's like, that's is attracting, you know? So when mm. you, again, you make Jesus the center of blank, I mean, just step, step back and see what happens. Yeah. yeah. It, that's, that's remarkable because I, I, I too know the testimonies of yeah. that. Like, uh, the best, the best encouragement I could give is because I didn't, I didn't just land in where I'm at right now mm-hmm. overnight. I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, an ex, an ex druggie mm-hmm. to this overnight. There were steps, yeah. but in the beginning, there was a good deal of fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the type of lifestyle I want to have in my life. I yeah. want these things. Yes. Uh, yes. Am I, am I the, am I the closest to God that I could be? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I, if I start acting like maybe I could be. Yeah. yeah, and then all of a sudden those gradual changes turn into the fake until you make it. All of a sudden I made it, and all of a sudden God said, "Yeah, you're here, but you, there, you, we can go more." Yeah. yeah, and then and then life just starts compound, like multiplying on top of itself. Yeah, and that's where like if you're not at at a place like that, you're not disqualified from it. You know, you can you can start anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Anytime you want to, yeah. to lead your, live your life towards God. And what I love before we go to the last clip here is people will say like, well, uh, the Bible isn't relevant to me. Mm-hmm. And we've talked for 40, 47 minutes on essentially three sentences. Yeah. And it has started with the creation mm-hmm. and it has evolved to 
Yeah. Gosh, if I can put Christ in the center of yeah. my workplace, how much more yeah. could I aspire to be? Mm. Yeah. And the word is ever changing. It's fluid. It's mm-hmm. it's never it's it's never the words on the page never change, but its purpose and meaning in your life mm-hmm. will. Yes. yes. You know? It, it, it sentences that that were about a tree in Eden in the creation story can evolve into your current circumstance and take a turn and and motivate you to be a better dad. Yeah. Motivate you to be a a better husband, Mm -hmm. motivate, motivate you to put Christ in the center of your marriage. Now, I don't know how you get there between two trees. Yeah. You know, you start this between two trees and I don't know how this, how the conversation veers to, you know what, at work, I could be more Christ-like. Yeah. You know, but it did. Mm -hmm. And, it's a, a, a remarkable book, it, impossible to replicate again. It's impossible that it's not of God yeah. because every sentence can be, can be turned to make you a better person. Yeah. You ever wondered why Jesus came to earth when Jesus came to earth? Life is not coincidence. Nothing that happens is by happenstance. God never makes mistakes. God never goes, oh, of all the thousands of years that he could have come before, and of the thousands of years he could have chosen to wait to come, why is it that Jesus chose to come when he came? Believe it or not, it is because of a tree. Because trees are important, they serve a significant purpose in his omniscience that means being all-knowing in his omniscience God waited until the very moment in time when the method of execution was crucifixion where they would nail you to a tree Uh, which is why God chose this very moment in time for Jesus to come since a tree caused the fall, and and because the curse of sin entered the world through the first Adam, Jesus, or as theologians call him, the second Adam had to die on a tree to reverse the curse. And, And that tree became the entry point for salvation, the foundation for the rise after the fall. Since man had stolen his innocence from a tree, God had to return innocence to the tree in the form of his sinless savior son. And Satan, he'd been waiting for this moment since the fall of man began. He was hell-bent on defeating the second Adam, Jesus, just as he had defeated the first Adam. So he influenced the soldiers to beat him and place a crown of thorns on his head. He, He instigated the Jewish leaders to bring charges against him, and he incited Pilate to execute him by having his hands and his feet nailed to a cross. But what Satan didn't understand was that God is in the business of turning curses into blessings. So much so that every method the enemy used to torture Jesus played right into God's plan for the rise after the fall. I okay, I think naturally as humans, we love the connection. We do. Like we you 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 see it in TV shows, comedians do it, they'll make a joke. And then they'll come back to the joke and you're like, oh, look at you, you connect. We have this reaction, we have this emotional reaction. Uh, That TV show, This Is Us, does it really, really well where they will give you something from the past and then in the future they bring it back and you're like, this means, this means that meant that because of this, because this happened. I mean, I cry a lot, This Is Us, but it's a lot of times those connection (laughs) things that they do on that show. And I, I think it's, again, 
God did it on purpose because he knew it would get our attention and it would get us to uh, our reaction from it. Whoa. He did something. He, he had the cure for the curse. You know, he had, he had the thing that we needed and, and he, and he brought the significance of it on purpose to get our attention to get our reaction. And I think that's why, again, it's not on purpose. You know, we said at the beginning of the podcast that we had, you know, God waited until the invention of crucifixion because he knew that that was going to be the thing that would get our attention and our reaction. And so I love that that's in us, just like naturally in us too. And I love that connection that God did that to, to be the cure for the curse. Yeah. No mistakes, no coincidences. And God, like Pastor Sean said, God turns curses into blessings. Like the song uh, it says what the enemy meant for evil, God uses for good, yeah. right? Uh, and so I think we can't be distracted. We have to hold fast to the plan that God has for us. Essentially, we need to trust the second hand, Ooh. right? Mm. To wrap it back around. Mm. Like we have to know that what God said is good. And we have to trust that God has the plan. He's got it written down. We don't have to know exactly what's going to happen. We just have to trust him. And that's just living in faith. And when you live in faith, guys, there's so much good that's going to come from that. The things that you'll experience and um, how your life is going to look is so much different yeah. than if you were not trusting the plan. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that stuck out to me in that, in that clip um, was uh, many theologians refer to him as the second Adam. Yeah. yeah. And because God tends to work in sevens, fives, and threes, mm -hmm. that leads you to believe that there is a third Adam that will come, mm. that will conclude this story. And the third Adam would be the coming of Christ again. Yeah. We won't know the hour that he comes back. Mm -hmm. uh, also, what got me think, what got me thinking during that clip was how, how are we actively being Jesus people? How are we actively being Christians? Um, if, this, if this lot, if this tomb that we call earth is, is what it is, mm -hmm. uh, do, we, do we fight for it? You know, do, yeah. do we fight for the world? A lot, of, a lot of Christians will will get angrily protest. Yeah, and they're like, and and those are the ones I I, I would refrain. If you are if you're one of those, I, I want you to reconsider your mode of attack here. Mm -hmm. On do we do we do we make the earth better with aggressive talk with aggressive violence? Yeah. Do we do we make the world better by screaming at someone while I'm holding a poster? Yeah. Do we, is, mm -hmm. is that, is that how we make this back? Is that how we, mm -hmm. do we, are we actively trying to make this into Eden? Oh, you know? Yeah. And so that's why we're so fierce about it. Yeah. And we, I'm only talking to Christians here. I'm not talking to the people that aren't walking towards Christ because this isn't their fight. Mm -hmm. They're, they're wandering in a desert. I'm talking about the ones that say Christ is in you. Yeah. That, that you're, you're in Christ and Christ is in you. Mm-hmm. Do we fight for this world like we're trying to, like Megan said, like we're trying to make this heaven? Yeah. Or do we just wipe our hands with it like a, wipe our hands with it and walk towards Christ mm -hmm. and just know that this is what it is. We know how the story ends, yeah. guys. Yeah. You know, we, unfortunately, revelation doesn't come because it was heaven on earth. Yeah. We know how this story ends. Mm -hmm. Are we putting more of our aggression into making this like 
mm-hmm. something it isn't. Yeah. And not so much making me something I'm not yet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, no, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we're, like, we're ready. <laughs> uh, I mean, think back. Ultimately, make me more like Jesus, right? Like mm-hmm. that that's our prayer. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. And follow his example. What did Jesus do when he was on the earth? What kind of conversations did he have? How mm-hmm. did he win people? Mm-hmm. How did he change hearts? Like those are those are the things we should be doing. And you're totally right, Keith. We're never going to make this heaven on earth. It's never going to look like we know we were created for something and we live in that continual disappointment that this isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And hallelujah, right. but it is coming yes. and we will get there. Uh, and no, we're never going to fix the earth or, or make it perfect, but we can save people mm-hmm. and we can link other people up with us and say, I want to show you Jesus the way that, that I've come to know Jesus. Correct. And yes. yep. And did, did, Jesus wasn't a screamer. No, like he, he did flip some tables though. And, uh, <laughs> and we, and we, I think as Christians reference that story more often than we need to. Yeah. And I think the reason is because I think we, fo- again, I'm going back to it. We focus on the physical more than the spiritual. Correct. We, we, we love to say, we love to say, turn from sin and repent, but it needs to be repent. And then you'll turn from your sin. Amen. It's got to be that order. Repent means turn, you know, turn the other way. The heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, that's what it has to be. Yeah. And that's why I've, I've heard this question, which it now when I step back, I go, that is a ridiculous mindset, but they'll say things like, can blank become a Christian? And I go, yeah, yeah, anyone can become a Christian Sure. because when they welcome Jesus into their lives, it will, you, you, you'll see it changes them. And they go, but, but they're in this sin. And I'm like, you're thinking physical. You don't understand what our God can do to us. You don't understand what God has done in me yeah. where I welcome him in and he changed my mind, my, my, my thinking, my, my words, my actions, my everything. Yeah. He's doing stuff in me. Like again, that I would thought I would never do. I never thought I could speak publicly. I was afraid to do it, but I welcome God in and he goes, yes, you don't think you can, but I know you can. Mm-hmm. And he, so he qualified yeah. me, even though I was unqualified. So how are we going to win people? Or we got to flip the script. You need to focus on the inward and stop focusing on the outward. Mm-hmm. You can't be, you can't be like, you know, when we've heard it, you know, me and Keith have heard it where people go, I just don't like what's going on in this world. This place needs Jesus because of, of what they're doing. No, they need Jesus because they don't have him, not yeah. because of their actions. Their actions are just a result of not having him. Correct. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. what it is. Is they, We can't go, oh, because of their sin, they need Jesus. No, they need Jesus and watch what will happen to them. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what's gotta be the mindset. You can't look at anyone and go, they're unsavable. Don't, don't put limits on God, you know, and that's what we have to change. And that's what, especially with coming Christ, it it should make us go, am I talking, am I living like Jesus as everywhere I go? Am I, you know, speaking about Jesus everywhere I go? Am I showing people how, how easy it is to come to Jesus, you know, because we make it too hard sometimes by saying, you got to change your life. You got to change, just let Jesus in and watch how naturally you'll go. I don't need this life. I thought I did, but I just needed Jesus. God loves the process. And we 
Oh, we all know we're works in progress, right? Mm-hmm. And it, nothing happens overnight unless there's like a, a miracle, right? But like for most of us, we're slow and like there's things that need to be ripped out and there's new things that need to grow and allow God to do that and trust God to do that. Never judge somebody where they're at in their in their journey um, because you don't know what God is doing in that moment and doing through them. And so, yeah, trusting that process again, trusting that there's a plan because we know we're told that there is. And so are you going to have faith because blessed are those who did not see, but still have faith. Right. Yes, mm, I yes. love that. And that's a, that's a great place to, to wrap up for this week's episode. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a good resurrection Sunday. I would totally, agree. there were in house. We had, we had record numbers since pre pandemic and, it was good to worship mm. with a with so many people. Yes, so many people I, I haven't saw in so long, and yeah, um, gosh, you know that that's that for me. A, a lot of heaven is like what happened on Sunday. Amen. Just my friends and praising Him, and uh, it was it was a very special a special Sunday. If you haven't uh, attended a service at Life Church in person, uh, I'd recommend it. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, online is what it is. It's, it is what it is and it'll get you, it'll get you there. But there is a definitely a different, mm. a different feeling when you're, when you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah. It's, it just, it feels different. So, Hey, thanks for joining us uh, today for this episode of Chew on That. Um, if you enjoyed the episode and think that someone you may know uh, may benefit from the topics we discussed, which were, were Jesus. So if, you, if there's anyone that you know may benefit from Jesus, Jesus? uh, yeah. It just share the, share the link yeah. to this podcast, yeah. uh, to your social media platforms. Give us a rating, give us a review as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really because the more ratings, more reviews we have, uh, just the more eyeballs yeah. that this podcast and earballs that the podcast gets involved. Hey, we're, we're, we receive emails on yeah. a, on a weekly basis and we reply to every one of them Yes, and we love them. Oh yeah. I, that's why I was going to jump in and say, thank you guys for the emails. Thank you for the encouragement. Uh, thank you, Matt, uh, for the great email that, that we got. And, uh, I'm happy to say that, you know, he did tell me he loves the ending that I say. Oh, wow. He says he's encouraged by it. And so, yeah. So thank you, Matt. Thank you for all the emails. Again, uh, my email is Dallas at Life Church GB. Keith is at Keith is at Life Church, Keith at Life Church GB.com. And Megan's is Megan at Life Church GB.com. Yeah. We, so. Keep them coming. We, we, uh, we, lo- I love to hear. I do too. How, how something we're putting time into yeah. on a Tuesday morning has affected people's lives. And those are great testimonies uh, for the people that aren't involved with this podcast. We share it with the staff um, and it encourages the staff that yeah. are a lot of the staff is behind the scenes. Yeah. There are, uh, I mean, us three, Sean and Sonny are really in the forefront. You see us a lot, but there's a, there's, you know, another amount of staff members that are a lot behind the scenes and that yeah. motivates them mm-hmm. to know that what they're doing behind the scenes is pushing the ball forward for, yeah. for Christ. Yes. It's benefiting people's lives. So uh, with that, uh, keep keep sending them. We'll keep replying and 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 thanks again for uh, for listening. Hey, uh, my name is Pastor Keith. I, I, again, thank you for joining us. For Pastor Dallas, for Megan. Next week, come hungry because we're gonna chew on that. <laughs> it never gets old.